you know, Fortune, that's why we did this theatrical book. It's mm-hmm. because it is a lot to absorb. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, people ask us simple questions, you know, like, just tell me the one thing that keeps the airplane flying. Well, the answer is lift, but you might need some landing gear, you know. <laughs> it's not that simple, you know. Right. You can't just say, got it, and go build an airplane, see. <laughs> so, so the idea is let's take the things that we're talking about and put them into a play Mm-hmm. And let people listen to the play. The stories. The stories. That demonstrate ah. the lessons that we learned. So our so, book isn't these are the lessons we learned. No. It's right. stories of real experiences that we went through. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then it's up to the reader to pull out those lessons on their own. Thought Fortunes Podcast, episode number 25. Turning books into theatrical audiobooks that inform and entertain with Michael Hunahan and Bonnie Harvey. Welcome to another episode of the Thought Fortune Podcast. I am your host, D. Orlando Fortune. This is a show about business and authors. With the growing demand for information, entrepreneurs must learn how to turn their ideas into words on a page that bring in cash and share a unique message. This podcast brings you the strategies, tips, and bars to do just that and do it well using a book. I have a special gift for you, my listeners. You've been listening to the podcast because you're thinking about writing a book. And one of the biggest challenges I hear is, Fortune, I want to write a book, but when I sit down to do it, my brain goes blank. I have all these ideas and they're gone. Well, I've heard you and I have a solution. Basically, what you're saying is you haven't started, but you're working on the idea. Now, what if I told you that you could get rid of that anxiety, that you could plan out your entire book in less than an hour and do it in such a way that when you finally sit down to write, the words would just flow out of you, just like they do when you have a conversation. You could eliminate the nerves because you have a plan. Would that help you? Your answer is the four brains template. This strategy uses both sides of the brain, the logical and the creative to pull out your message and give you prompts that make writing as easy as answering questions. You can do that, right? No more stressing out over the blinking cursor on the screen that seems to be mocking you or typing out a bunch of garbage that you eventually delete. Grab your copy of the template at thoughtfortunepress.com forward slash four brains and get your message done right the first time. By this time tomorrow, you'll be amazed at how easy it was to finally get started on becoming a real author. Don't wait any longer because you didn't know how to get started. With this template, you'll finally feel confident that you'll be able to write your book. Remember, you're only one book away from your next business breakthrough. Go to thoughtfortunepress.com forward slash four brains and get the goods now. So today's conversation, you're going to have a double feature, if you will, right? <laughs> We're talking about theatrical performances using audiobooks. And y'all, this is this blew my mind, not only with the the concept of using book audiobooks and turning them into like these theatrics where you can listen to a story being it's being acted out basically. And 
That's just one aspect of what this business owners are doing here. What they also are talking about throughout this podcast are just gems of business principles. Of course, bars is what they're going to be called in here. So you want to pay attention to how uh, their guiding principles for success, your GPS, got into 50 schools of entrepreneurship across the country. This is their book that got into 50 schools. You also want to listen for why you should prepare for acquisition from the beginning, understanding what you need to do when you first start thinking about writing, uh, beginning your business, or if you want to expand your business, thinking about this idea of acquisition from the beginning so that you build your structure your business right the first time from the beginning and know how to make adjustments along the way. Whether you want to sell your business or not, it's a great idea and you'll understand why as you listen to uh, the interview. You'll also listen for how your book becomes a promotional tool for landing speaking engagements and then speaking engagements become promotional tools for the book. Again, you've heard this before, but this is a different perspective on how speaking helps build your business, your books platform and your book builds your speaking platform, how to interact with each other. Listen for that as we get into the marketing tools. And finally, understand that the idea behind everything Michael and Bonnie are talking about is this simple principle of we all have blinders on and what that means as we're trying to figure out how to provide the best service for our clients. Enough of this. Let's get into the today's conversation. Excellent. Yo, wow. 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 Um, we got some big founders on the show today. I am so excited to have Michael Houlihan and Barney Harvey on the show today. Y'all, and um, of course, we got some big announcements to, to share with you. This is episodes a little different than the ones we typically we typically have on the show because this is a relaunch of a, of a book and a new versions. So uh, we're going to really get into today's conversation very quickly, but let me go ahead and get into the file before we start talking to our guests today. Michael Houlihan and Bonnie Harvey are the founders of Barefoot Wine, America's number one wine brand. Their New York Times business bestseller, The Barefoot Spirit, is now required reading in more than, catch this y'all, 50 schools of entrepreneurship. This book was turned into an audiobook, which was released in September of this year, which they are calling Business Audio Theater. Definitely want to hear more about that, where Hollywood actors play the parts in the story. And you can learn more about this at www.barefootaudiobook.com. Now, they are the thought leaders in entrepreneurship, speakers, bloggers, writers, consultants, and regular media guests. Michael and Bonnie, welcome to the show. Is there anything else you want to add to the, to your bio there? I don't know. I'm tired just listening to it all. Phew. Yeah, you can, yeah we're, we're, we're cat lovers. And avid hikers. Cat lovers and avid hikers. Okay, yeah. so how many cats? Two. And they're, and they're hiking cats. What does that even mean? You got you to explain that to me. So we're hiking down the trail and the cats are following us, right? Really? People coming up the trail say, hey, now I've seen everything, hiking cats. How do you keep them, how do you keep them from running off? And we say, well, they're hard to shake. <laughs> <laughs> love that. I really do. I love that. I love, I, I am a dog person, but I'm an animal lover, period. Yes, um, so I love me some cats, though. I love, I love me some pets. Yeah, you guys are talking about being around a lot of animals and so forth around you in the area that you came to, but we'll come to that in a second. I do want to have a quick question for you as we normally get started for the show. 
Um, that one is, what are you guys reading now? I know you're trying to help other, other founders get out, but what are you reading now? Well, I am reading Practical Spirituality by John Randolph Price. Oh, excellent. excellent. Yeah, it just kind of opens up ideas about the powers that each of us have. Mm-hmm. if we're just made aware of that and think mm-hmm. about it on a regular basis. So I read it pretty much continually so I can always have these more positive ideas in mind. And, and it helps me take responsibility for whatever situation I'm in and the outcome. Excellent. <laughs> I love that. I love that because there's, there's a lot of us who, um, who want to be entrepreneurs but then they're looking at the what part of being an entrepreneur is that you have to take responsibility for what's, what's happening. Um, I, I love, I was once told that if whether you have 1% of the, the fault or 99% of the fault, you have to own up to 100% of that 1%. And some people don't want to do that. Well, then they're not going to succeed as entrepreneurs, are they? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely not. Got to get out there and do that. I appreciate that. I definitely have the, um, the, that book there in the show notes. So, of course, we got to get into this question. Want to know more about this. I have to tell y'all, I, got, I, got, I came a little late to the barefoot game, but that's because um, I was more of a out-the-bottle cowboy type of guy, <laughs> so I was drinking straight cognacs and stuff. However... I do love the variety of brands that we have here. Uh, so I want to know more about your, about your business. So let's tell us more about the business. And then, of course, more importantly, why you do what you do. Well, the business, uh, first of all, we did sell it. So we were successful in our business awesome. venture. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, we had it for 20 years. And um, we started off by... Uh, doing a trade for a debt, I had a client that wasn't paid for his grapes. Mm -hmm. So we were able to trade bulk wine and bottling services with the winery that owed him the most money, which was $300,000. And then they, uh, we accepted the debt of 300,000 and we took the bottling services and the bulk wine and we were off and running having no other money and having no knowledge of the industry. So you can believe that we learned a lot and that led into our writing the book because those lessons were very hard. They were costly, Mm -hmm. stressful, time consuming. And there's so many people out there that have great ideas. And if they can learn from our lessons, they will succeed faster. That's why we wrote the barefoot spirit. Love it. Love it. I love that that is the impetus for it because I hear so many people um, that are looking for that inspiration and not always getting it from someone who's been in the game for a while and had major successes. They're typically hearing it from uh, Boo Boo down the streets or their great uncle who has all these failed businesses but always has the strategy (laughs) to help them build their business. So I thank you for putting that out there. So uh, you talked a little bit about uh, what, talk about the first book published. The uh, book was published in like 2013, correct? Michael. Yeah, that's correct. First 2013. Okay. Now we've re- relaunched it there in 2018, so uh, last year, and the audiobook version. And this is uh, can we can we touch on just a little bit? Um, you talked about the 50 schools of entrepreneurship that this is uh, part of their program. How did that happen? 
Well, once, you know, so we wrote the original book in uh, 2013, and then we, uh, then we published the new theatrical version audio book in 2019, just last month, as a matter of fact. So it's in, brand in September, in yes. September. Yeah. And uh, so while we had the book, it became a New York Times bestseller. Mm-hmm. And so then, because we were out on the speaking tour, we became mm. exposed to people in the audience who were mm. teaching classes on entrepreneurship mm-hmm. because that's what our that's what we talk about is how to start a business and you know what the principles are that you need to subscribe to to mm-hmm. be successful. And they said, well, why don't you come and speak to my class? And then another one, why don't you come and speak to my class? So we kept doing that, and we wound up going to actually 60 schools around the world that teach entrepreneurship and talking to them about what we call the guiding principles for success, like GPS in your car. Mm, Nice. Guiding principles for success. I love a good acronym. So, like, (laughs) here you are. You're up against a problem, right? So on the one hand, you have the problem. On the other hand, you have the guiding principles for success. It's kind of like a manual that can handle the problem. It's kind of a wrench. It's kind of like an adjustable wrench. It fits any nut. See, Mm. the idea is it's a tool. And so we're giving people tools they can use to solve business problems. And believe me, there's a ton of them. (laughs) <laughs> love it yeah um i i like how simple this is that you're that you're keeping this here um as far as the gps i love that like i said listen i love a great uh a great acronym in there and so before we go into how you guys have how this has evolved can can you want to give us for the for you want to give two pieces here one for that entrepreneur who's just getting started and um is trying to figure out what they're doing what they want to do with their business, and and a second idea for someone who for the long term strategy. What should a person who's in the business and they want to have a longevity of a business, knowing that most businesses go out very quickly within first five, first year, five years, ten years. Yes. What is a key? You guys were twenty years. What is one thing they can work on to help them have that longevity? Well, the first question was when they're just starting off, what kind of advice could we give them? So I think the best idea is to realize that the product or service that you have to offer that you're falling in love with, your mom loves it, all your friends love it, and they think it's going to sell like hotcakes. Okay. And maybe it will, but it only will sell if you can get it to the marketplace and keep it there. There's a big process that you have to learn about how to get through the distribution system. And once you accomplish that, then you can get your product out there and make it available to all those people that can appreciate it. Mm. But just having a great idea, it's like having a belly button. Everybody's got one. (laughs) You've got to push it to get it going, and then you have to run to keep up. (laughs) I love it that you said that too, because I was writing, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine this morning. Um, I was on a way. I have this thing about uh, sausage biscuits from Burger King. I still go there. I, I just, I don't know why. But either way, there was this truck that turned in front of me and it had a pink porta potty. And I was like, dude, there's a pink porta potty in front of me. It's like, what? And she's, and she's like, oh, it's cute. It must be girly. I was like, it's a porta potty. There's nothing girly about a porta potty. I don't care what you say. Her next thought was, 
you know what we should do girly porta potties that have this and that and she's like come up with a lot of stuff and she's like i always have these great ideas and do nothing with them <laughs> that's not unusual just like you say for people that come up with ideas and not do anything with them now as far as a long-term strategy what do you as far as longevity what would you suggest for them um to stay in the game for long term okay well first of all uh you know the long-term strategy is really ultimately to monetize on your brand equity so if you have an idea, you take your idea and you wrap it in a product. And then you take your product and you wrap it in a business. And then you build your business to the point that it becomes an acquisition target. Now that might take five years or 10 years. It might take 20 years. But the idea is that when you start your business, whether you say you want to sell it or not, it is to your advantage to understand your acquirer's due diligence. In other words, what would you look for if you were gonna buy somebody else's business? Well, you wouldn't wanna get in trouble, so you wanna sign off on every piece of artwork. Well, you wanna know that it grows, so you wanna see sales year after year after year. Oh, well, you wouldn't wanna get sued, so you wanna see if there's been any disagreements or court cases or anything like that, and you also wanna see every legal contract that they have, you know, just to protect your own butt. But the idea is that by starting a business with that in mind, you have an automatic format for how to organize your filing system. So when something comes on your desk, you go, oh, wait a minute, this is a sign-off on artwork. Or wait a minute, wait a minute, this, this is a disclosure. This person here is threatening me. I'm going to have to put that in the disclosure because I know that someday somebody's going to ask me, hey, has anybody ever had any problem with you? See? So these, this is a mindset that you have to have to be successful in business. Now, a lot of people say, oh, I never want to sell my business. But the fact is, ultimately, they will. Or they say, you know, I'm going to give this to my kids, and my kids are going to run this business. They but need the same information. The kids need this information. And the fact is that 80% of all founders' businesses are sold within three years by their, uh, by their children. Because the kids hate the business. <laughs> no, that feeling. They grew up with the business. They hate it. Right. So they're looking for they just want to and they don't want to run it with their brothers and sisters. They rather split up the money. So here you are back to acquisition again. So the best thing to do is to understand that from the beginning. It doesn't make it any less passionate on your part. You have to put your heart and soul into your business. And the other thing you should do, and this is a, this is a good suggestion, I think, for your audience, is when you go into business, realize that your goals are already written on the wall. You're just not standing in front of the wall. So you got to go find the broker who sold a business that's just like yours last year. And you got to sit him down, buy him pizza, and say, uh, listen, dude, tell me how big that business was. Tell me how many states it was in. Tell me what its growth rate was year over year. Tell me what its market share was. You know, all of these kinds of questions. Once you get the answers to that, you know what your goals are. 
You go, well, heck, for me to do that's going to take five years, 10 years. Okay, well, break it down. What's your goal for next year? What's your goal for next month? Bars. Yo, look, I'm going to tell y'all right now. I got so quiet because I'm trying to absorb everything that was just said right now. Uh, so TFP found, I'm just telling you, rewind, rewind, and rewind it again. <laughs> and listen to that over and over again. That was the simplest exp- explanation for uh, why to think about that why, uh, from the perspective of I'm going to sell this and why that is so important. But I heard the idea that's wrapped into a business, that's walked into a brand, and understanding that that brand's going to be acquired at some point, regardless of if you're selling yourself or the kids are getting rid of it. I know that, I know that feeling. Uh, my dad has been wanting me to do this family business for a minute, and I'm like, I don't want to do that. Like, that's not my passion. But it's the family, so I'm going to go do what the family needs, you know, until I, until I, until I have control. <laughs> so you I know, know exactly know, Fortune, what that feels like. You know, Fortune, that's why we did this theatrical book. It's mm-hmm. because it is a lot to absorb. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, people ask us simple questions, you know, like, just tell me the one thing that keeps the airplane flying. Well, the answer is lift, but you might need some landing gear, you know. <laughs> Not that simple, you know. Right. You can't just say, got it, and go build an airplane, see. <laughs> so, so the idea is let's take the things that we're talking about and put them into a play. Mm-hmm. And let people listen to the play. The stories. The stories. That demonstrate ah. the lessons that we learned. So our so, book isn't these are the lessons we learned. No. It's right. stories of real experiences that we went through. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then it's up to the reader to pull out those lessons on their own. That's okay. what makes it such a good audio book, is because we've got actors reading the parts and telling the stories. Yeah, There's scenes with outcomes, basically, and you draw your own conclusions. Look, I love, I love that. So I want to, I want, let's, I want to talk about that and and how, and how you're doing this because I that's what I in the show this show here, uh, unlike other podcasts, is one of the things is I I want to hear the stories. I want you to share those because I believe that whether I remember point A, point B, point C, um, I will remember the story. And then I'll try to, I can, I remember at a point of that and go back to it. But um, I definitely love a good acronym. GPS is easier to remember with a story wrapped in it. <laughs> so it makes it easy. But so let's talk about what you're, how, you, how you're doing this. So you transition a book um, into an audio book and you have the actors that are acting out the scenes kind of like the older uh, like radio shows where people just get yes, on there and that. Exactly. Oh, that's so interesting. Tell me, tell me more. Tell me more. Where did this well, come from? Where did this idea like let's have it acted out? Where is this oh, coming from? We saw the students in the audience where we're speaking with earbuds, and we said, "Well, how are we going to get the message that we want to share of how to succeed using GPS, guiding principles for success, mm-hmm. to these younger generation?" That's wearing the earbuds. Wow. We said, well, I guess we've got to do an audiobook then. <laughs> and what's interesting is that when they first started showing up with earbuds, which was about four years ago, um, we said, well, what are you guys listening to? You know, is it hip hop? Is it rap? You know, what is that? 
And they said, oh, no. One person said, I'm listening to War and Peace. <laughs> Another person wow. said, oh, oh, no, I'm listening to a podcast on how to improve my business. And that's when we realized that, this, that the earbuds are actually an educational tool. Mm-hmm. And it is, it is the educational tool of choice for people that are, say, 24 to 44 because yep. – because they're not immobilized like they are with text and video. They can be running, you know, they can be driving, they can be vacuuming, changing mm-hmm. their baby's diaper, and <laughs> listening to something that is going to help them. And I've done that in all those situations. <laughs> <laughs> like I have in all those situations. I, I went, these aren't even, these headphones are really have a core to them. But because that had me anchored to where I was, I went on Amazon and found a way to turn them into Bluetooth so that I could be active and doing other things. So right. I absolutely know, know exactly what you're talking about there. We're about halfway through today's show, and I want to give you a quick word from our sponsor before finishing the interview. Today's show is sponsored by Thought Fortune Press. Now, you probably know that if you're not an authority in your industry, nobody's hearing your message. And you may know that the number one way to build your authority is by authoring a book. What you probably don't know is that you can write the manuscript for your first book in less than four hours. I'm D. Arlando Fortune, the lead self-publishing strategist for Thought Fortune Press, where we turn your ideas into a branded book that brings in the cash by sharing your unique message and positioning you as an authority in your industry. If you're an entrepreneur or speaker who's thinking about already writing or wants to publish your next book, but you don't want to write it or you just want some help getting it done, your first step is a wealthy author roadmap. This is the call to help us get to the heart of what you do for your customers. Together, we'll determine how a book will help you establish more credibility in your customers' minds and make a bigger impact in their lives while also, of course, increasing your revenues. During the call, we'll walk you through designing your book's outline and its content and create a publishing timeline that fits your goals, even if that means getting it done in as little as 90 days. What makes us different is that we know a book is the only the first step into your world. Not only do we help you write the book, but we work with you on creating a signature suite of products, all from your book's one outline. We do all of this using the five phases of our proprietary system, the Signature Book Formula. To get started on your personalized, wealthy author roadmap, go to ThoughtFortunePress.com and click the gold Start Here button at the top of the page. Remember, you're only one book away. Let us at ThoughtFortunePress guide you to becoming an author. Go to ThoughtFortunePress.com today. All right, cool. So thanks for that. Now let's get back to the interview with Michael and Bonnie. Okay, so, oh my goodness. So, so many questions here. You had the fine actors for the audiobooks, correct? Yeah. So this isn't like go on to, uh, to uh, a- ACX and just say, hey, I need a couple actors to, to, do, to perform my book. You literally had to find actors for this? We have met so many people in our travels over the last 10 years speaking Mm -hmm. that we we were introduced to a group called Sherwood Players Productions. And it's a group of actors that have known each other for a long time since a number of them were studying together in Santa Barbara. 
And now they're in LA, they're in Hollywood, they've got a, a group of more experienced actors than, than ever before. In fact, Ed Asner actually spoke one of the parts in our audiobook. Mm. It was pretty exciting. And um, so we already knew of their existence, so we worked with them on the production. And we also had original sound, uh, original music, and uh, sound effects. Oh, so wow. It was put together so well. It was done so well that now we have the production company and we have the knowledge to help other business owners tell their story, to leave their legacy or to use it as an onboarding training tool for people that come into their, their uh, organization. Because founders don't want their story lost. No. They don't want their philosophies and the many lessons that they learned the hard way, as we did, we don't want that lost. Mm -hmm. So the best way to communicate that is through story. Mm -hmm. And the best way for the audience to hear it is through an audio book. So they can wear their headphones or they can wear their buds and, and they can get a better understanding of the company that they're working for and how it was built to enable that company to write them a paycheck every week mm -hmm. or two. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Cause I, I remember um, Jim Rohn, one of the reasons why I started keeping a journal was Jim Rohn saying I uh, was in front of these kids and he asked the kids how much he thought he paid for the book. And there was, it was just a leather book. And when he finally told them that it was $20, the kids was like, oh, $20 for an empty book. And he's, he's like, yes, because of what I'm going to put in this book. And that, therefore I can leave it for my, my children, my legacy and my children's children to see how grandpa, why is grandpa's picture on the wall? What did he do? You know, Marita's journal. There's a whole shelf of them <laughs> right there, what he did. So I absolutely love that you're doing that. Um, what I want to ask here is that, is, is, are you making like this troop available or you have, how, how is this working now how, as far as this audiobooks? Because I'm thinking of some of my favorite books um, on business have been like this, like fictionalized stories that have business principles in there. So I'm thinking like, is that possible for what you're doing here? Uh, but also I love hearing the stories uh, of, of, of people that I want to learn from. So how is, how is this made possible? What are you going to, what is the offer that you're doing for people? Like how, how, what do I bring to you? What do I need to bring to you? So, so, you know, the low hanging fruit for us is a business founder who already has a written business bio. And that mm -hmm. business biography has scenes in it with conversations between characters that are very telling, mm -hmm. that, that give you the picture. Uh, so, so that's our low-hanging fruit. And mm -hmm. what we're really looking for is we're looking for companies who have founders that are still alive, but, you know, the founder, it's breaking his heart that they're hiring engineers who don't give a damn about the company they work for. They can work for any company. They have no idea of the stress and strain and heartbreak and bankruptcy that the founder went through to please those first few customers mm. to get traction. And, you know, that's called the entrepreneurial spirit. We call it the barefoot spirit. But it is, it is a spirit that wants to stay alive in the company. So these founders are very interested in keeping the spirit alive. 
So along, you know, fast forward 25 years, you got an HR department, right? You got engineering division, you got people that are writing programming, you got people doing this, people doing that. They're all separated from each other, right? The key word is division. They're, yeah, they're all they are, they're divided, you know, and you, you get into what we call corporate constipation, you know, nothing, nothing moves, right? <laughs> nothing moves. Yeah. So, so, so the idea is as an onboarding tool, the HR people say, hey, you're new. This is your first day. We want to give you a link to the founder's story. We'll give you some idea of what we went through or what this company went through to provide a job for you. And you will also understand some of the founding principles of this company. You'll understand why we have this as a value, why we treat people like that, why we support this cause. And so now the person hears it and they hear it on their car and their way to work or when they're jogging. Guess what? They have more appreciation for the company now. They're less likely to quit. You know, turnover's the number one cost in business. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't just lose the guy. You lose all your corporate knowledge, all your relationships, all your training, you know, and then you have to try over because the first guy didn't make it. And so reducing turnover and increasing engagement. So if somebody knows you know, the, and I'm very transparent now about the history of the company. It's humble beginnings, right? In the garage, right? The three guys, you know, that say started Hewlett Packard or something. Mm -hmm. Those guys, right? There was no question in their minds that they had to make sales. And if they didn't make sales, they would not be there the next day. And bringing back those basic founding principles what we call guiding principles for success that every company has and a wonderful story and what they really stand for. This new generation wants to work for a company that stands for more than the product they produce. So let's tell them about it. And, and let's tell them about the hardship. They want the transparency. They want to know that these people had to grovel just like they would. You know, and they're no different than you. They weren't some geniuses, you know. They were mm -hmm. they were lucky in a lot of ways, but they worked their butts off in a lot of ways, you know. So let's hear it. So that's that's what we're doing, and that's where we think the market is. We think the market is, and I hate to use these words because it's so corporate, it's an HR onboarding tool. Yes. No, and I love that. You've got a, another little bar there for our audience. I'll catch, catch what's happening here. What I heard is you're creating another tool that's okay. Ah, uh, something different level. So, from an entrepreneurial perspective, you're looking for what's needed in the market, but you're also looking to help those your your audience also, and in a way, you're also helping those who are um, uh, the, the the owners of these businesses, the founders of this business, to bring in new employees. So it also helps with that that HR nightmare of helping people get on board. As you say, what I'm hearing here, what kept going to my mind was culture. Culture, culture. Absolutely. I'm introducing that culture, and one of the best companies that I worked for years ago uh, was Disney, and their onboarding sequence went on every 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 plane you come in. When I was I was working in ESPN Zone in DC, and we had to learn about the company, we had to learn about the founders, we had to learn about how they acquired ESPN and Disney. It was like so many different pieces that we learned about, and before we got into like. I'm going to show you how to be a world-class server. <laughs> I was like, this is, I've never had any training like that since, from, yeah. especially from restaurants. That, that oh, is, that sounds very enjoyable as well. You yeah, really yes. became engaged. Yes, you? I still, it's like vivid. 
<laughs> so it's like it's kind of like infotainment. Yes, yes, and and that's what I'm hearing too from what you're saying. It's like I lo- I love the concept because that was that was a pivotal part of me because I became part of that culture and I was like I love Disney brands. Like I already did, you know, everybody loves Disney, <laughs> but I mean, it's a whole different level to how they run business and why they were successful. Is like you're not just another Disney employee. We're bringing you into the family, and here's our family history. And here's and it showed us and taught us more about that. So I love what you're doing there. That concept it seems very um, powerful, impactful for that person coming in, and not just watch a video and say, "Hey, you're coming here." We was founded in 1962, and like you know, blah 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 blah. Like here's the timeline. (laughs) Yeah, but no, you get engaged in it, and all of a sudden, wait a minute, I learned something about my company, and I I want to know more. Like this is this is interesting to me. I like that. Oh, that's such a good concept. See? Yes. Oh, that's yes, such a good thank concept. So, so, yeah. What, what, so, how are you, are you using the book in order to introduce this new idea or how, what, how is that, how is that, how are you working that happen? Yes, we are. The audiobook is an example of what was done with a very successful company sharing their hardship, hustle, and heart to become very successful. So, 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 the, so, so the theatrical style audiobook is really an example, as far as we know, the first example of a business audiobook done in a theatrically performed way. Now, there has been fiction done this way. Yes, exactly. But when somebody says, has anybody ever taught you business principles through play acting in scenes with actors and sound effects and, and, you know, action and outcome, I don't think that's happened before. At least we can't find it. I can't, I, I can't think of any. I listen to a lot of books. So you sit there and you try, you try to describe what you're doing, and it's hard for people to wrap their head around unless they actually hear it. And, so, and, and that's why uh, the way that we're marketing this is we're giving away an entire free chapter. Okay. Just so, just so, and, and we're going to give one to your audience. You can mm-hmm. put it in the show notes, and they can listen to it. And as a result of listening to it, they're going to say, oh, now I see what they're doing. And I want to learn more. Yeah, now, yes. and I want to learn more, right? Hopefully. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's another little subtle. It's subtle. Another bar dropped. There's a subtle bar just dropped right there because it's the experience that I just heard. Like, oh, man. One of the things that, that, that makes those um, the little gazebos or whatever, little stands inside the mall, uh, or, you know, like people walking down the mall and the one little stands in the center and there's somebody just sprinting in circles, you know, walking in circles around it. And as soon as you get close enough or within reach, they're putting something in your hand and having me try to get you to experience it because they know as soon as you rub that, those Dead Sea salts on your hand, you're going to be like, oh, I need to have this or somebody yeah. needs this. As soon as you throw the little ball against some, or whatever, you know, you throw the plane in and it flies around. You're like, oh, my kids will love this. My niece or nephew will love this. As soon as you get that. And I hear that. Oh, you made an experience out of the. Yes. That's it. My mind is like right now, like all types of. (laughs) So we, in fact, we call it, it is, in in our estimation, it is a form of experiential learning. 
So experiential learning, here's, here's what we mean by that. If I say to you, John walked into the office and pulled up a chair, well, your mind goes out and grabs a picture of an office from your memory and puts it front and center. And your mind goes out and grabs a chair and puts it front and center. In other words, your brain is, is actually curating the scene. So now you're participating, and that's the value of story. So if we think if you want to convey a business principle, the best way to do it is through story. And the best way to do story is through dramatic acting. So, you know, it's like Thor walks into the cave and he tells you the story of how uh, Igor slayed the, uh, the behemoth, you know, uh, <clears throat> you know, Mastodon. And, you know, how his friend got gored by it. And he gives you the story around the fire. And the young people are listening to the story, right, in the cave. Well, guess what? At the end of the story, they know how to slay the mastodon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sneaky. Slip it in there. <laughs> Jasper and oh, oh, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. <laughs> so you're using the same, um, this idea of teaching. It's an ancient. It's an ancient yes, I see what you did there. I just, I got it. And just like, wait a minute. I caught it. I caught up. Picked up. I'm picking up what you're laying down right now. Excellent. So, because I've been reading a lot about storytelling uh, more recently, because I'm like, I know I need to get, I want to get better. I want to improve this, my craft in um, my delivery uh, from stages and being able to tell this engaging story, because I know if I'm able to engage the listener that um, they're more drawn into it, at that point I can slide in a principle and they can sure. carry it home. And next thing you know, like you just, like I just did with, uh, you just did with me, I'm going to be walking away like, oh, I get it. <laughs> like you're processing my mind after the fact. But now there's also some principles to take home with you to remind you. So I really, really love that. So I, I want to get to, as you're, you're telling this story, and I definitely want to, we're definitely going to get that link from you um, as far as being able to get the audience to get that the listen there um, to the first chapter. I want to ask you, as far as promotions going, what I love this question because I have so many different perspectives from this, but what is your best book promotion tip? Wow. Well, I would say, you know, everybody's writing books these days. Uh, mm -hmm. there's, there's tons of them. Uh, the way that we promote our books is we speak. And when we speak, we add value to our speaking host by saying, listen, if you hire us, we'll come in and speak for you. And we will provide a certain number of books for free to your audience. And we will stay and sign them for your audience. So this way, the host doesn't see himself as having to buy the books. And you're getting the books out to people who have just heard you speak. So, you know, everybody wants the human contact. They're more likely to buy your book if they hear you speak. And right after, right after you finish speaking. And so uh, we believe in speaking. We believe in podcasts. Yes. Uh, you know, we, we believe in having articles written about your books. And mm, about love that. And, and, and what, you, what you stand for and what you're trying to do. Uh, and that's how we promote our book. 
Um, and the way that we're promoting the audiobook, like I said, is mm -hmm. through an experience here. You know, just listen to this. You know, mm -hmm. it's not going to cost you anything. See what you think. Excellent. And uh, we also we also play clips on media. You know, we gave a talk in San Francisco recently where we were talking about entrepreneur entrepreneurship mm -hmm. uh, in front of uh, the World Conference on uh, crowdsourcing. And um, we put a slide up, which was a cartoon from our book, and we played the clip that describes the cartoon. And the audience was transfixed on the screen the way a 1945 family would be staring <laughs> at a, at a speaker radio. on a Philips radio, <laughs> you know, and listening to the shadow or some, some you know, uh, radio theater dramatic, you know, portrayal, mm -hmm. you know, just glued to it, right? But and they were on the edge of their seats, leaning forward. Mm. It's engaged. So, it was engaging. So audio, audio <laughs> is definitely engaging, and audio theater is really engaging. I mean, people get really excited about listening to the action that's taking place. They identify with the characters. You know, it's a cliffhanger. They want to know, hey, are these guys going bankrupt? Are they going to jail? What's going to happen? Yeah, it's, you know, yeah. Looks like it. You know, I got the wine in my fridge, so they must have succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it, love it, love it. Okay, so we're, gonna, we're coming up to the last few questions here. I wonder, as we're wrapping up, um, I, I want to first say thank you for being on here, but we're giving some more to playful, fun questions here. And so the first one is, and I think you kind of talked about it already, but what do you do on your days off that most people don't know about? Well, we really do enjoy hiking. And we find peace by going out into nature, which has been there forever. And it helps <laughs> make all of our problems seem very small. It helps to clear our minds and it helps us to appreciate what God has given us, this beautiful earth. And it always inspires me to be more aware of what I can do to help preserve the earth. So it cleanses my mind and gives me inspiration to go out into nature. Love it, love it, love it. Now, I know you've, you've written your book because you wanted to help others. I know you want others to help to write their books so you can help their futures and um, for in the onboarding and so forth. So what is your favorite book though? Oh, uh, actually my favorite book is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. This yep, is yep. kind of, this is the American Bible. So here is a guy who in the early, you know, turn of the centuries ha had this very wealthy steel merchant Carnegie, say, listen, man, I want you to cruise around the world. I want you to interview Gandhi. I want you to interview everybody out there, Henry Ford. I want you to interview everybody who's a success and find out what makes them tick and come mm -hmm. back and report to me. So he goes out and I, he spends a couple of years doing this. And, he's, and he writes it. And as he writes it, he starts to notice that they all have certain things in common. <laughs> and so the beauty of this book is it is the classic uh, opportunity for people thinking about going into business or just trying to negotiate life mm -hmm. to get back to what works with human behavior and what doesn't work. This uh, is a really good Bible, our favorite. Think and Grow it. Rich, Napoleon Hill. Check it out. Old book, uh, great ideas. Definitely classic how that show looks. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I love it. Uh, that's the, the book. Like, I, I do. I have several different copies of it, several versions. <laughs> so what is your favorite quote? Oh, my favorite quote, and I'm not using exactly the right words, mm-hmm. um, but it is believe you can or believe you can't. Either way, you'll be right. Mm-hmm. Is that Henry Ford? Yeah. Maybe. Uh, I believe it is. That's who, that's how Ford that, said that before. Yeah, that's close to what he said. Mm-hmm. And so what he's saying is that it, it's your power. It's the power that you have in your believing in yourself and believing that you do have control over the outcome. This so is a very is, powerful message. This is why you got to watch your self-talk. You know, if you say, just my luck, or, you know, here we go again, or if you have these kind of demeaning, you know, thoughts, uh, you know, your world is, you're going to have a cloud over your head all day long. I guarantee it's going to rain on your head. Mm-hmm. And you're looking for that cloud. Right. Because you want to prove yourself right. Yeah. yeah. You're trying, you're trying to prove your belief correct, you know, and, <laughs> and, and that's, that's what we got today. And today we have people who have a hunch and then they want to play it out instead of being open-minded and, uh, you know, really looking at what's really there. Um, and, you know, this goes to the, you know, to the base of prejudice and everything else. Mm-hmm. It, it really has to do with preconceived notions that might not be correct. Right, right. Love it. Love it. Well, you took that to a whole other level. <laughs> I love it, though. All right. So before we get to this, um, telling what's next for you and telling the TFP family how to connect with you, I have one final question here. Um, and this is your time. Just go ahead and share. Use the mic. Use the use the camera, and just share your message. That message that you must share with the world. Here's your time. Go ahead and share that message. Well, it falls under the heading of the barefoot spirit, which isn't just a philosophy for how to do business, but how to live your life. And there's lots of principles under that, but they're all under one. Umbrella principle, which is put yourself in the other guy's shoes. Treat other people the way you want them to treat you. Understand what their needs are. Understand that they've had different experiences than you have. And also understand that we all have blinders on. Those blinders are the experiences we've had, where we grew up, what our family was like, what our peers were like, our teachers, our community. That's how we develop our beliefs, our ideas, and that's how our responses to other people or situations come about, only due to the experiences that we've had with those blinders on. But you know, you can kind of open those blinders up a bit by trying to put yourself in the other guy's shoes by listening to other people's experiences and ideas and how they came about. And it's really enlightening. And by putting yourself in the other guy's shoes, you can understand what they're thinking, how they're thinking and what their needs are. If you can satisfy their needs, then you can continue to have a relationship that will be productive for both of you. 
Love it. Love it. I thank you for that. Yeah. I definitely thank you for that. So as we're wrapping up here today, um, go ahead and share the TFP family uh, how to definitely get the, the link for the, the sample there. Um, tell them what's next for you and then, how, of course, how, what they, how they can connect with you if they want to. Social media, email, however you want to use it. Okay, so we just launched our theatrical style audiobook, The Barefoot Spirit. Uh, you know, you can you can go uh, get that at uh, www.barefootaudiobook.com. Uh, uh, or wherever audiobooks are sold. And what's next for us is to uh, it, to sell the book and demonstrate the viability of uh, audio theater uh, and then attract other authors and founders yes. to use our services to produce similar books for them to be used by them to preserve their legacy and for their HR departments for onboarding tools and what have you. Uh, and then the next step after that is we want to create a, a podcast where all these type of books reside mm -hmm. so that you can go there and you can listen to either a full book like a series or you can listen to a chapter like an episode. And, uh, and so then, you know, the idea is to build that up to a point where uh, we can sell it to, uh, you know, Netflix or somebody like that. Look at the look at you still already have your user presence. We started off from the beginning of the show. You're already using it. I know my exit plan, and this is how I'm going to get there. Love it. That, that's right. Yeah. And it's a it's a long journey, believe me, Fortune. But we're one step at a time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, thank you all for being on the show. This has been awesome. I'm definitely going to be listening to uh, this myself again, catching some of those pieces. And I will be getting the audiobook as soon as we get off there. I will be going to grab the audiobook. I have a credit left right now on, on Audible. So I'll be going to get the book. Excellent. And, and leave a review for us, please. Yes, ma'am. We're so no, new that we don't have many reviews. No, well, no, yes, ma'am. We'll definitely get that for you. All right. Thank you for being here. Love it. Love it. Love it. You just listened to episode number two. 25 of the Thought Fortunes podcast with your host, D. Orlando Fortune. That's me, of course. And I want to give thanks to our sound and audio guy, Kyle Benj, and of course, to our creator. Do you have questions or comments? Email them to fortune at thoughtfortunepress.com. And if you want to turn your ideas into a branded book that books more speaking engagements and generates more leads, head over to thoughtfortunepress.com forward slash four brains to grab a copy of the four brains template and map out your book. It's so easy. You'll wonder why everyone hasn't written a book. That's thoughtfortunepress.com forward slash four brains. And if you like the show, do us a favor, share, like, and join. Take a screenshot and share the episode with the hashtag ThoughtFortunesPodcast. Show us how much you like us by giving us five stars and a review on iTunes. And finally, join us every week by subscribing to the podcast so that you don't miss an episode. And as always, remember, you're only one book away. God bless. And I'll talk to you next time.